Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining me as we continue our study in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, this morning we're going to be reading chapters 8, 9, and 10. And this is going to finish up the first act of the Gospel of Mark. And it's going to encompass all of the second act of the Gospel of Mark before we start the third act tomorrow. I will remind you how Mark has laid out his Gospel. The first act is chapters 1 through 8, the middle of chapter 8 as we'll see today. And it's asking the question, who is this Jesus? And Mark has a very simple and yet powerful answer to that question. Who is this Jesus? He is the Son of God. And Mark sets out to prove that throughout the opening act of the Gospel. In the second act, chapters 8 through 10, or the middle of chapter 8 through 10, um, Mark is asking the question, well, who do the disciples say that Jesus is? And we're going to see, well, they understood some things, but they didn't get all of it. And what was the confusion? What was the, what was the breakdown? Where did, they, where did they not see? Where was their blind spot? And then Act 3 of the Gospel of Mark really asks the question, what is the nature of this kingdom of God that Jesus is saying that He's bringing in? What is this kingdom of God and how is Jesus going to do it? How is He going to bring in this kingdom? So let's look at chapters 8 through 10 and let's dive in and let's look to see what's going on as we transition out of Act chapter 1 and into Act chapter 2. We finish up Act chapter uh, Act 1 uh, in the beginning part of verse 8. We see Jesus feeding the 4,000. We see the Pharisees demand a sign. We see that the Pharisees and, 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 and Herod don't believe. So you're still going in this back and forth of Jesus is proving that He is the Son of God. He heals a blind man, but there's still rejection of who He is. Who is this Jesus? He's the Son of God, but not everyone's going to believe. There's a rejection, there's belief, there's understanding in some ways, there's crowds following. All these kinds of things are going on. And then, once we get to verse 27, Mark shifts into Act chapter 2. And he's asking the question, well, who do the disciples believe Jesus is? We're getting that these crowds are mixed up and they're confused, but these disciples, they're supposed to be unified. They're supposed to be together on this. So who do they say that Jesus is? Let me just read to you um, verses 27 through 33. Or let me read that through verse 30. It says, And Jesus went on with His disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way He asked His disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told Him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. So you see there was confusion from the crowd and from the people about who Jesus was. They knew He was someone important. But they didn't know Verse 29, And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them, Tell no one about him. So there it is. Who do the disciples say that Jesus is? They know he's the Christ. They know he's the Son of God. Okay, they get it. When we read that, we think they've got it. They believe in him. They know who he is. But if we continue on into verses 31, 32, and 33, 
we're going to see that even though they get the case that Mark has been laying down for us all throughout his gospel, they still are missing a crucial understanding. Verse 31, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. We see that the disciples understood who Jesus was. They believed in Him. But they had a misunderstanding about His kingdom. You see, they thought the Christ, the Son of God, He was coming and He was coming with, with a sword, with a, 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 a war cry. That He was going to overthrow the Romans, that He was going to sit on the throne of David, and that He was coming in that fashion to squash His enemies and to reign and rule. And what Jesus does, what Jesus does is He kind of puts their understanding up on its head. No, 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 no. I didn't come with a sword this time. I didn't come with a war cry. Rather, He is coming for something very different. He's coming and He's going to be killed He's going to rise again. And they don't understand the nature of His kingdom. They get who He is, but they don't understand His kingdom. Jesus is going to reveal to them a little bit more about who He is in case their thoughts or their fears that, oh no, He's not bringing about the kingdom. Is He really the Son of God? He's going to prove that He's the Son of God. And He does that in chapter 9 through the transfiguration. We won't read all of it, but... Verses 2 through 13, And after six days Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. Again, Mark wants to impress upon the reader that even though Jesus is coming in a kingdom that the disciples didn't see coming, and even though He's coming in a way that is humble and that is going to die and suffer and that He's going to rise again, He is the Son of God. It's been confirmed at His baptism. It's confirmed by demonic forces. And here it is confirmed by God again. And we see this declaration by God first in the descending uh, of a voice at the baptism. We see it here descending in a cloud and a voice that says, This is my beloved Son. It's going to come up again 
later on in the Gospel of Mark, there's going to be something that descends in a declaration. But for right now, it's enough for you to realize that the disciples, they got who Jesus was. They just didn't get what Jesus was doing. All throughout the rest of it, there's uh, mixes of, of, of understanding and misunderstanding. The, the disciples, they just they don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't recognize that the kingdom of God, for example, in chapter 10, verses uh, 13 through 16, they were bringing their children to Him that He might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, He was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to Me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. He took them in His arms and blessed them, laying His hands on them. They understand who Jesus is. They just don't get the kingdom. As Act 3 starts, we're going to see what is this kingdom and how is Jesus going to bring about the kingdom? What does it look like and how is He going to do it? So I hope you have enjoyed uh, your study this morning. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we continue in the Gospel of Mark.